You're listening to the My Three Picks podcast. I'm your host, Mark Aegis. On each episode of the show, we'll be talking with some really interesting people who'll be sharing three of their favorite pictures with us. Maybe it'll be pictures they've been in, pictures they've taken, or pictures they just really like. But the common thing between all the pics will be that there's something important or meaningful to those pictures that has had an impact on their lives somehow. So sit back, get comfortable, and let's get on to the podcast. All right, welcome back to the My Three Picks podcast. I'm, this is going to be a great day, I, and I'm going to tell you a story in just a minute about why it's a great day. But let, my intro here is like my favorite type of photography are shots that are simple, they're pure, and they're just undeniably beautiful. They're not overly processed, not overly edited. They're just simple, elegant shots that really show off the character and natural beauty of the subject of the shot. So it, I, it takes real talent to do this. And my guest today, Christian Van Duren, does it very well indeed. Um, from my perspective, again, photography is so, the visual arts, period, are just so subjective. But my, my, my opinion is that Christian's sweet spot for photography lies primarily in just his exquisitely clean black and white portraits. Uh, he is based in Holland, in Utrecht. He's also a film director. Um, just a little background on Christian. His graduation film from the Utrecht School of Fine Art is, was called Meantime, and it won the wildcard prize for upcoming talent and was nominated for Best Student Film. So he was on to something good here. He knew what he was doing. Uh, it was also screened in a number of international short film festivals. So with the success of that, he also did a second film called Game Changer, which was filmed at the Dutch Film Fund. And notably, it was selected by, for the uh, South by Southwest Film Festival in Austin, Texas. No small feat, because that's a pretty prestigious uh, festival to get into. So I've been a fan of Christian's for a long time. He knows this. Uh, Christian, welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you for having me. And so, uh, well, all those kind words, I don't know what to say. This is the first introduction of me, like, with this... <laughs> with this... <laughs> Well, yeah. yeah thanks thanks yeah my pleasure well it, and it's and it is so deserving because honestly your 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 work uh, as a photographer is is incredible i you know i i've in the, you know early was just like this is great work so well we're going to talk about that um but let's get let's get right to it because a lot of your work um is black and white i think most of the portfolio you show is, is done in black and white. Is there like, how is that working? What do you like working in black and white most, most about it? What do you like most? Yeah, it's a cliche, but in a way it's, it's it is a cliche, but it's timeless. It, yeah. The essence, the, the essence of the photo um, is, I don't know, there's less distraction. Yeah. Uh, I can, I see everything in kind of in black and white. If right. It's for me hard to make a picture in color because I can't see shading and highlights and I can then see right. clearer if I turn in the world in black and white. Yeah. And everything that matters is in the photo and all the other things, uh, distractions are gone in some way. This is just, mm -hmm. just one of many reasons that I like to shoot in black and white. It's kind of simplified the image yeah. and get rid of most distractions. Yeah. Um, and I just like the aesthetic of it, the look, and all photographers I really like, like Peter Lindbergh, of course, and yes. Mario, you know, they all begin in black and white, and 
I don't know, that's also photography also began in black and white and, and mm. I got stuck in there and, and for me there's there's did the you, attraction. Did you kind of did you shift in that thinking about black and white? Like did you kind of um, or did you were well, you just like immediately when you started you're like I I know what I want to do, I wanna do this. Like Peter Lindbergh is a great example. Yeah, well, uh, to be honest, uh, let me be pure honest. I, I had this. Uh, I, brought, I did photography for for a, uh, for a time, but I stopped for quite a bit, and I um, restarted photography and fell in love again in 2017 with a system, a small system camera, Fuji, a Fuji camera, mm-hmm. and you can have these kind of stocks, film stocks that you can select to make the photo in color or like uh, based on film stock. Yeah. And, but I had this uh, black and white stock and I never changed the setting of my camera again after <laughs> the first picture, black and white, because as I was like, well, I think the, the, the photo is already finished and done because everything that I think matters for, for a photo to be good is already here. Right. And with color, for me, I, want, I tend to change the colors or I want to have more contrast or more saturation. And I don't know, I'm, I'm more... Um, focus on everything else and with black and white it's just you shoot and all is there within right. the camera done right and that's slowly how i just get stuck into a black and white yeah maybe that's kind of the, the the beginning when i just didn't want to go back into color anymore yeah are you still are you still shooting with the fuji yeah, I have a second camera, but this is always, I shoot with them both at the same time, actually. Like uh, like intuitive, I change cameras yeah. for either this shot or that shot. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's my first love. And that made me feel like doing photography again. Right. Because prior to the Fuji, I had a Canon uh, DSLR. Mm-hmm. And at that time, I was like, I didn't, Get, did get any good photos out of it but also mm-hmm. it was also to my lack of of knowledge about a photo processing retouching or the raw and the lightroom things i was not uh, known about all these things yep and uh, slowly with this fuji i was like hmm i can get a good photo straight out of camera right and just like back in the days they the when they sh- still shoot analog they just bought this film stock, they put it in the camera, and this film stock had their own aesthetics or their own kind of uh, soul to it. And yeah, you could have it choose a Portra 400, for example, or uh, Ilford or whatever you like. Yeah. And it has kind of, immediately it has some um, texture and the grain and it was all there. You yeah. just need to make a good shot. Yeah. But the, the, the basic was there to have a, without all the, the digital, uh, how do you say it? The whole post-processing. Yeah. Because that's the most, well, that's for me the less, uh, less attractive part of photography. Yeah. I want do you, to do post in camera. Right. Well, that's great. I mean, do you, do you do a lot of post on your shots at all? I mean, I, you said, you mentioned Lightroom. I think many of us do use Lightroom. Well, I don't use, I have Lightroom. Yeah. But in some way, I don't get used to it. Uh, actually, my my post processing is not the, the the smartest way or the most efficient way. I just grab a photo that I like out of the bridge, like uh, a whole series. I just went into them intuitive. I pick one out, yeah, and I just uh, put the basic raw like uh, from Photoshop raw, and I make the little adjustments. Okay, 
and then in Photoshop, I, I make little tweaks and that's it. Mm. So I don't think I'm um, 15, 20 minutes and the photo is done. Wow. Amazing. Well, <clears throat> you know, I think when, when people see your work, uh, you know, I think that there's that, there's that character that I kind of mentioned in the beginning that just that there's just that simple elegance to it, you know, and I think that comes from the eye of an artist, frankly. So, you know, I think there's uh, much of the work is, is, is done through your eyes, right. When you're taking the shot. Yeah, yeah, for for a bit, but I think I'm giving also, you. I'm complimenting. You. Yeah, I cannot. I cannot do compliments. Okay, thank <laughs> you. Thank you. Really, mm -hmm. I appreciate it. And um, yeah, I still need to. Uh, you make me shy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, well, I can try to explain where the love of, or how I don't know. Do you want me to explain or? how i do it or no no i not so much you know i think this, this is this is a podcast that's kind of although those details are interesting but it, we never we never dig right into it we just kind of like more the kind of uh what's the word for it the uh over, over it yeah the kind of thirty thousand foot creative view of it rather than the yeah, and and you work a lot with you know you shoot a lot of like semi nudes or implied nudes or like I guess it's, that's just kind of an extension of, of what you're talking about in terms of, you know, what you try and extract out of a, a, an image that you like, right? The shapes, the textures, is that right? Exactly, exactly. That's also uh, the, the body of a female uh, without, um, it's really, I like the shapes because also uh, uh, to get back at the older paintings and uh, like Michelangelo and Raphael mm -hmm. and Leonardo da Vinci, they they make really they have made so much awesome work and also every photo I make uh, has a kind of a reminiscence to to a kind of um, how do you say this um, the posing how they yeah pose yeah they are females that's what I like the curves the lines the shades it's mm -hmm. also a lot of uh, about shapes actually and and totally. the face with face and shapes and how you can Put them in the light, and that's for me. It's, it's always a, it's a, it's a yeah. Uh, in, in Dutch, in Dutch they say um, it's, a, it's a process what you ontwikkelt, what you zoek, zoek times and shoot. You're like within uh, in a shoot, you're like searching for that one thing that 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 really strikes. Yeah, or sure. That makes like the model pop out in the best way possible. Yeah. Yeah. yeah sorry, well, this this answer is rubbish. Sorry. Yeah. No. No. It's all good, and I think. You know, frankly, a lot of my podcasts are rubbish, so this is okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, no, but I think uh, you know when I again when I when I look at your work, you're right. I think there is kind of a, a like a retrospective type of um, feeling you get about it in terms of those kind of Renaissance paintings and like the shadows and the posing and this just again like there was a real beauty to a lot of that work it, it, particularly i'm thinking about i don't know why this just came to mind but like like sculptures you yeah, know exactly. yeah yeah exactly um and i think your your shots and i'm a, i'm you know again unabashedly like i'm a huge fan of portraits and on that note why don't we jump into your first picture yeah that's yeah. a good yeah, that makes uh, that helps me to yeah 
attach more what I would try to say more about the specific photo. Yeah, it's no, like no. every photo I pick is like um, kind of uh, has a meaning in a way that in the creative process how I become this type of photographer that I am uh, as a photographer now. So let's look at let's look at your first one. And so, um, you know, again for those for those people that are listening uh, on the podcast, if you want to see the photos that uh, Christian and I are discussing, you can go to my website smartagesphotography.com, and it's under the My Three Picks podcast tab. You'll see them there, uh, and they are in order that we're going to discuss today. I don't. There's no fancy names to these. We're just this is just image one, and Christian and I talked before the podcast and kind of put them into order. So. The first one we're looking at is is the is the woman with her, her hand on her neck, and again, like, tell us about this one, Christian. Like, there's definitely, I mean, your yeah. use of your use of shadow there is incredible. Well, this uh, her name is Mirel, uh, mm-hmm. and she was I was shooting at that time. I was um, contacting the model agencies and they to ask if I could sh- uh, shoot some models that they have like new faces or in development. Yeah, and for me uh, at that time. I was also just starting out shooting models and it was, uh, um, yeah, it, the, it's always good also to have kind of uh, models that have a little experience mm-hmm. because as a photographer, um, you, you start equally. You have beginning models and you are, as a beginning photographer, you slowly get to make work together and you rise as a better photographer and a better model. Yeah. At some point you need to have some models that are like a step up. Yeah. Like, uh, or some a bit further in the career that makes you um, also experienced to work with with uh, models that know how to pose that know how to look right and I think at that time we were at the same kind of um, how do you say it in our development or in our career as yeah photographer she as a model yeah and but actually I choose this photo specifically because this was kind of the first experience. That I just invited to uh, this model to uh, this studio, kind of. It's an yeah. apartment of my friend, actually. Uh, and I said, hey, the light in your house is so beautiful. Can I borrow it for a few hours? I want to shoot a model here. Yeah. And he was okay. And he just left the place. And he he trusts me on that I don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, she came in. And sometimes you don't have any, how do you see this, uh, kind of... Um, you don't have expectations. You just at some point you know how a shoot will will go. Yeah, you, you do your thing, and she does doing her thing. Yeah. But uh, there was this kind of energy that you don't have often with with all models. Right. So in this specific shoot, it just I don't know. We went along really well. She was like so completely different, as I mentioned, on based on her Instagram pro, uh, feed, like, oh, yeah, this is a serious model. And she came in and she was so nice, so happy. So yeah. she laughed a lot. And when I make a photo, this was like a completely different woman in the photo mm-hmm. than real life. That's also a kind of a fun part about yeah. shooting people. They all play kind of a part sometimes. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's also what I think I find it, difficult when people say oh you capture my my soul or my 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 being really good i I don't know because i always think the photo does tell more about the photographer (laughs) than the model in a way right right because eh, you have thousands of photos of a single person yeah which one is that model then or 
So that's this kind of, uh, well, let me go get back. So this energy that she brought in was like, yeah, that was really cool. And I, I don't know, for I did some shoots and I was all okay, but this one stood out for me, this whole series that I showed up. I was like, wow, this gives me energy. This makes me more confident that I can do this. Right. And it was also due to a better model, maybe. I was thinking like, am I better in this shoot or is the model also giving me more so I can be a better photographer? Right. So that's, this model, Mero, gave me this first experience of that it's also really important who you cast as a model mm -hmm. to shoot. She brings a lot to the table as well. That's like uh, uh, you create images together. Right. Of course, I'm directing her, but also she she brings uh, ideas, but also this kind of the X factor or the spark or the way she, I don't know, this is the mysterious part of photography. You have models that are beautiful. You shoot them, and you don't. You cannot see this back in the photo. It's like hmm, the photo is dull, yeah. or it doesn't spark or anything. Maybe mm -hmm. it was not a good day, or we didn't have any good energy. And sometimes it's the opposite around. Like okay, I don't have any expectations, but the photos like they blew my mind. What's right. happening? Well, I think my work lately has slightly changed a bit more than than uh, than was like. Well, I think 80% of my work, you, I think you uh, base this opinion on, was made like 2018, 2019, 2020, and now we're like slowly changing a bit more. But of course, it has to do with some uh, reasons. For example, location. Location gives me kind of a solid um, parameter about i can i do know what the light does yeah exactly and i have kind of a way that i like to see shadows mm -hmm. i always want to have kind of dark and light parts in my photos mm -hmm. because that makes the photo dimensional and more interesting to me mm -hmm. yeah and also it's like <clears throat> the natural way of of putting a model in the light is that i can see shapes and curves mm -hmm. and all those mm -hmm. things and mm -hmm. Those things come out better if you if there's light and shadow involved. Yeah. And um, yeah, this is also like a thing that that I always inspired by, like in the old paintings, you know, like Caravaggio. It's like extreme, but but then again, uh, that's that influenced me also. I mm -hmm. never, uh, and I like to have also a bit of contrast, you know, black and white with contrast. Um, and yeah, I, it's hard to tell if my work is consistent because I think of myself like I'm not consistent at all. Like I'm making a mess. Every photo is like different. <laughs> but I'm happy that someone else thinks the opposite. <laughs> like maybe you're right. It's always good to have an uh, analysis about someone else who looks at your work. Um, yeah. Because yeah. I'm always, I'm always this like uh, um, not confident artist, like always comparing yeah. myself with others. Like yeah. oh this this work that I found of this new photographer makes me so insecure right oh, now. I I know. You know, I have this all the time. Yeah. <clears throat> so and sometimes I like this shot of mineral that gives me like hope, like hey, totally. Maybe I still matter, I can still do something as a photographer. <laughs> I know my lay, yeah. I think that's also what helps me. Uh, it's like uh, maybe it's um you need to know. 
first of all, don't compare yourself to others, but that's really hard in this time. Totally. Because, of course, the others, the photographers that inspire you are like the top. And at some point, it's also kind of a goal to get to there at sure. some point. So you need to have uh, these kind of um, top photographers at the horizon. Like, that yeah. is where I want to pursue. But you make little steps doing so and don't get overwhelmed and don't, don't rush. But slowly you get to get more chances. People want to work with you or they want to do a test shoot with you. The models will get a better models or will like be more prestigious models. And slowly you get more attention. And then at some point you will get there. But I think also the time where we are living in now as a photographer is also really hard. Like yeah, it's difficult. It's changed. It's changed a lot. It changed. I think in the 80s or 70s, or I don't know, if I had this skill set that I have today and I knew how to shoot on film stock, I think my chance would be higher to be a good photographer and making money in the industry than I do now. I have yeah. a skill set. It's all digital. Everybody can can step in in this field of photography. Yeah. But it's still really hard to make a living out of it. Yeah. So tell, tell me a little bit about that, actually, because, you know, you talked earlier about like early days, you were, you were shooting friends and then you'd, you'd call up agencies. And I think this is a common story for like many photographers, right? Like, you yeah, know, you, yeah. and I'm, in, I'm in the same boat too. Like I, you know, I call an agency and say like, is there anybody you want to do some portfolio development with? You know, a lot of the, t for me, like a lot of the times that's unpaid work. Um, like, have you reached a stage now in your career that's developing um you know where you are are do you do you find like i guess i guess what i'm asking is like are, are you having like commercial success kind of doing what you're doing um, now? well commercial success at some point um i was asking uh model agencies and random girls on instagram that i think were interesting to shoot mm -hmm. uh, and at some point i was um getting these questions back to me they asking me, hey, uh, can I book a shoot? And I was, oh shit, I didn't have any put a website or all. And now I, it's the other way around. So I need to prepare like a good yeah. answer. Like, oh yeah, what do I ask them? What's the rates for this? Right. So I, I was like, not prepared for uh, things to turn around. And now uh, a lot of um, models, they ask me, I, I need new test shoots for this year. Can, you sh can we book a, a test shoot? Yeah. Yes, that's good. That's the kind of first <clears throat> signals that they trust me to be their photographer. Mm -hmm. Even it is for test shoots. They they pay okay. It's not like a commercial thing. And I don't do editorials and all these kinds of things. The fun for me is like uh, go back to the basics because test shoots is also in a, in a way of uh, go back to the essence of the model without makeup or yep. with a slightly bit of makeup. And not a big studio with all kinds of strokes, basic mm -hmm. uh, um, photos of models. That's that's what the test shoots are for. So the clients can see how the model looks like in real yeah. life without yeah. over retouched face, you know? Yeah. And that's also a thing that I like to do most. And I think I, I'm at my best as that kind of photographer. Right, right. Of course, I want to do editorials at some point, but... Uh, yeah, fashion editorials, for example, is not really my kind of thing. I yeah. really inspired by them a lot, but it's not yeah. a thing that I enjoy making myself a, a lot. 
more I'm more focused on the model. Let's just say with with Peter Lindbergh also that he 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 shot a lot of top models and in black and white. And yes. though it was fashion photography, it's quite unique that he was able to shoot this in black and white. Yeah. And he also found the clothing nice, but was not like the main thing. He yeah. wanted to focus more on the on the models that he was right. shooting. Right. And for me, it's kind of the same thing. Like um, the model gets all the attention. And but to come back at your question, yeah, I get a pay for test shoots now, and that's really nice. So I can pay my studio uh, and the backdrop once a while, and invest in some new lens or whatever. I don't have a lot. I my photography tells me exactly what I own. I don't own a lot, just yeah. a lens and some yeah. analog uh, vintage lens, and that's all I use. Speaking, speaking of color, let's go to your second shot. <laughs> yeah, that's the 5%, the other there 5%. Go. There you go. Yeah, this is the, the 5%. This is a, this is a different um, shot, really, to some of the stuff you've done. But I must say, it's great, right? And you should, um, you should have a color section of this 5% on your website somewhere, because I think it's great. You know, if you look in good, there is this little tab that says color, but I don't really like promote it or I don't put color photos on my Instagram. Uh, it's, 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 it's hidden away really well. But <laughs> there, uh, and I'm really different with color. I'm even more, um, how do you say it? I want the colors to be specific. For yeah. me to put a good color photo, it's really hard for me. I don't know. It yeah. needs to be even better so than a black and white. So you, you were talking about that idea of like, you know, doing, doing a mood board. I mean, lots, you know, we all, we all kind of practice the mood board thing um, because it's not always, a, it's a, sometimes it's a sensitive subject for people, but like going from kind of like headshots to like nudes and like semi nudes, like do you, when you, was that a shift for you or was that like, no, that's, that's, that's a good I get this question uh, a lot. I'm sure uh, you do. Hey, how how are you doing this? And I need to remind myself, looking back, and then um, seeing that I shoot more often nude nowadays. Mm. Like how, how how did I even get there? Pull this off? And how did I get there? Yeah. And it went also really by itself in some way, and also it's. Uh, I worked with several models and I shoot some of them already three times. So there's a kind of trust. Yeah. And these models, they are more like open for creative ideas that also sometimes involves a bit more of, of implied nude. Uh, and it's also um, every photo, even if they are nude or implied nude, based on curves and shadings and, and making figures. You know, the female body is so beautiful. Yeah. yeah. I like the neck and the colors and the and the how do you say these kind of bones. The, yeah, 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 yeah. The the collarbone. Yeah, the collarbones, yeah, and the, and the neck and and if you put the hair up, you see a whole whole new photo uh, sure. opening up in front of your eyes. And and um, well, the, the the implied nude comes actually also with with if you shoot a model for the third time, there's kind of a relation uh, and understanding that that. 
she trusts me and what I make is tasteful within the arena of yeah, tasteful black and white photo that doesn't harm the model, that, yeah. that even complements the model. It's always kind of, I want to complement the model in the best way. Sure. In a way, that's also what a test shoot is for. To, and I don't want to make it sound cheap, but to sell the model to a client. You want yeah. to uh, see the best features in the face, but also in the body, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, some of the models, they uh, were willing to uh, show a bit more skin, like, like let's put it that way. Sure. And uh, they I showed the results, and they were like, "Wow, that's that's looking cool and nice." And I always I always ask the models, "Can I use this? Can I post this on sure. Instagram? Can I, or do you want me to?" Um, a sensor or a nipple, you know, that's always, you make really strict, um, um, uh, how do you say this, beforehand, if, if somebody, if something is to be online, you want to, you don't want to uh, harm you the model. Consent and everything and like all Yeah, that. especially now, you don't want, because I can't, yeah, well, this is so uh, uh, a sensitive matter nowadays. Totally, you don't yeah, yeah. No, but I, and I guess they, I mean, I guess that's the reason I ask is that, um, and I'm sure you get the question as well, right? It is a sensitive, uh, topic and yet it's still like a beautiful form of photography, right? And a, yeah, beautiful, and a yeah. beautiful form of art. So as long as you can convey this, I and mean, if you, as long as you can, can, uh, always communicate with the model, what the outcome of the photo yeah. uh, is like. Don't make anything. Don't make. Don't shoot any photos that is way out of of tone and style than you sure. just discussed before. So that's why you always come up with uh, examples of uh, this is kind of the 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 idea that I had in mind to shoot. And well, if it's tastefully and it, of course it's implied nude, but in a good way, then sure. the models are are also up, open up for that. Because so yeah. you you um you must now be getting approached, I imagine, by people saying, I really like this style of photos that you do. Can we do that? Can we do that together too? Yeah. That, 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 well, now with the COVID, it's a bit less. Mm. Uh, I'm now shooting more free work um, yeah. because yeah, the models also like uh, really careful with, uh, um, <laughs> with the shooting everywhere. Yeah. Um, just talk to me. Just talk to me about just that idea of, you know, because we've we've kind of talked about the idea of like female beauty and and male beauty, but primarily like female beauty in terms of the the, the portraits and 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 work that you do. Has that has that idea changed for you over time? Like the idea of female beauty, um, or has it always just been constant? And you've just been kind of refining the way that you. Yeah, get it? I think I think I think the latter. Yeah, the I get to do. I get to do more shoots and I get to uh, be, uh, as as I, uh, as you said before, on the side, I also do more like implied nudes. Mm-hmm. And uh, these things were not possible in the beginning of just shooting models. You just need to find out the, uh, uh, who I am as a photographer. Right. And then lately, when I, have, when I am a more confident photographer, I can ask these kind of uh, models to, that I want to shoot these kinds of photos as well. Are you, 
open up for that. Yeah. And some models are and some models don't because uh, they don't want to have this in the portfolio. And others are more like, yeah, I like these kind of photos as well. Mm. And those models, they give me the chance to also discover this way of photography and to develop myself in this kind of direction as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm usually thankful for them that they give me the opportunity to shoot these kind of material yeah. because it's not always easy to find someone uh, that, always, that that is as beautiful uh, kind of, well, I'm always looking for a kind of style of model that, sure. that, that uh, fits my portfolio. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, you, you, you're doing a good job. <laughs> because your portfolio is great. And I mean, the, the, the models that you're working with are also incredible too. So something, something is going right in Holland. That's all I can yeah, say. Yeah, but like, uh, it's also like uh, when there's the beginning and you do, you make some of these photos in, and they like, they are being liked or they like, um, they get attention. And then uh, other models, you see these kind of work that you make also like, oh yeah, they, they always tell me, yeah, nowadays I see a bit more skin now in your portfolio. How is that happening? It's like, yeah. I don't have a kind of explanation, but it's just, yeah. yeah, at some point you want to to expand your horizon as a photographer yeah. in the field of female beauty. Sure. And it's always, uh, yeah, well, uh, nudity is also kind of an interesting part, of course. Yeah. Do you ever, do you ever, do you ever travel to shoot? Travel? Yeah, I like, mean, go, yeah, like, you know, I, some some photographers are being like, okay, I'll be in like. Lisbon. I wish. Yeah, well, I mean, not right now, obviously, but. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, let me tell you this. I uh, I just started, as I said before, like in uh, a few years back, I was like restarting my photography a bit yeah. more. And now I wish that I'd done this like fifteen years ago. Like, yeah. why didn't I just? started photography this late in my my lifetime i just had to do this 15 years ago when i was young when i don't have any any uh, responsibilities i could travel around europe and make the best out of my life and had a really good portfolio by now yeah and now i feel like i have to still doing this but now with the covid pandemic it's really hard to yeah yeah get this done well when once it's over i want to go to paris or to the East European country. I don't know. Yeah. 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 Well, we all want to get there. We all want to get there. It's coming. It's coming. Um, The idea of traveling to shoot uh, abroad that's, that's coming up now this year for the first time, like maybe I should get abroad and have a new uh, perspective and new possibilities and seeing new kind of models, type of models and, and getting new locations, the all kind of elements that inspire us and gifts our energy. That's the, the thing about now. I don't get to go to cinema. I don't go to festivals. Mm. I'm like, my creativity is at its lowest now. Yeah, it's tough. It's a tough time. And, uh, it makes me kind of depressed. Totally. That's why I still do some shoots now and then in the studio to get myself uh, to be sane. Yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully this podcast will add a little bit to that. I hope it's a bit of therapy for you. You can kind of... It is. You need... Yeah, man, it's so nice to just uh, open up about uh, all these things that I think of. And... Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's the point. So I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad that's filling that, that need. Let's go, let's go to your third picture, which is... Uh, Speaking of creativity, which is really cool because it's she's wearing a paper dress. 
What's going yeah, on it, here? It's it's a well, you know, this backdrop. At some point, you need to cut it off and refresh the backdrop because yep. there's stains on it and uh, <laughs> oh yeah, okay. and all these kind of things. And that's the fun part. I shot this uh, girl's uh, Lonica, it's her name, and I shot with her three times. And I just what I tell you before, like at some point, you can try a little bit more also with some skin. And she was open, and it's also. Um, uh, a kind of model that has brings the good energy along the shoot, yeah, and that gives me possibilities to be creative on the spot and right. throw in things like, "Hey, I have seen this this thing a long time ago. Maybe we should try kind of let let's uh, use this as inspiration." Yeah. And then I explain her what the idea is, like this paper thing that we just got off. We can throw it away, but we can also make a dress out of it. Yeah. And if you just wrap it in and stand there in this light, I will make a photo. And yeah. it just, it's like, this, this came up like really intuitive and like within one minute, because yeah. she was there, I took yeah. the photo. Yeah. <clears throat> and then I was like, see, some, some photos you don't need to think like weeks in advance. They can just be created on the spot. And that's sure. the magic about photography. Yeah. What kind of feedback do you get from other creatives and other people around the way, you know, particularly using Instagram, like we all put our shots up there. What kind of feedback do you get from other people? Well, yeah, the feedback on Instagram is, it's not that in detail, you know, some are, mm. they, they give nice compliments, but most of the time it's just, yeah, it's not that in depth uh, yeah. as it is as we talk now. Yeah. Let me be honest. I'm just trying things out and we have way good photographers that get all the attention and they deserve mm. it because they have a long career working for that so i'm just starting out for my yeah. as a photographer i'm just yeah. looking around the corner still yeah i, I mean that, I, that's a that's a good follow-up question because i was going to say like um you know you've talked about that energy you know in your first image when the, the model came in and you know you just like you just have and i know what you're talking about like you just have this kind of creative vibe and everything's great and shots are like you know it's it's just so great like you're in the moment just shooting and it feels great are you still at that stage kind of as in your terms of a photographer where you're 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 still feeling like i'm i'm exploring here i'm i'm still loving just the energy i get from discovering things yeah Yeah, it's a good question uh i was thinking because i was um choosing the three pictures and I was thinking what will we discuss and what we we'll talk about. And when I went back into my archive for photography, I was like, have I become a better photographer? Yeah. I don't know, because when I look back at my older photos, I still think sometimes they were better, <laughs> better photos than I'm making them today. Yeah. 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 I don't know. And, and my girlfriend says, no, that's wrong. That's not true. That's not true. But I think like, yeah, but these photos that I made in the beginning of my career were, were like just, they all um, were created in a way of playful matter. Just enjoy photography. Don't think about too much technical details. Just, just go whatever feels good. Mm-hmm. And those uh, moments I had in the beginning more often than I do have them now because now it's more like, shoot, I need to fix a location or I need to uh, arrange a model and I have agreements and I need to do, I don't know, way too much thinking, way too much uh, mailing around, way too much 
mood boards. Sometimes I don't want to have a plan. I just want to meet up and yeah. see what, what the day brings. And I think still I, I am at my best in those times uh, on, on, on the shoot. Mm. When there's nothing more than just the model, me and the camera. Um, you know, again, I, I think a, a good follow-up question to that is like, do you feel when you're shooting, like, do you ever go into a shoot and say like, okay, I've done this before. This isn't new. I need to do something new. Yeah, constantly. Because constantly. I have the studio space. And after a few months, I was already, yeah, I think I have shot every single corner spot on yeah. wall. Yeah. There it is. And I know the sweet spots of the space and where I put my model. And I, I can put another model in the same kind of wall or space. And I make exactly the same photo again. Right. But then with a different model. And that doesn't really get me um create creatively motivated to shoot more yeah that's why i think okay but what do i need for this um to, what's, the, what's the answer i i don't know i always <laughs> think the grass is greener at the other side you know i yeah. see photographers with their own studios i need to have a, a good a good studio not studio that i have but I need a good studio but at some point you're always making kind of the same work again 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 yeah in the other way, um, this is kind of a thing that was, that was popping up in my mind, but it's not completely true, of course, because not every model is the same. The sure. lighting conditions and me as a photographer are like, uh, like the same. Mm -hmm. But every model comes in this space that I know. I know the space and I know the light, but the model, she moves differently. She brings a different energy. Mm -hmm. it's also different what time of day we start shooting and that sure, sure. influences the outcome of the photo as well yeah. so at some point I also need to get more ease with, with my restrictions okay this is it and I do my best with, with this space that I have uh, and making the best out of it and it's, it's still I still succeed in that to make good photos yeah I mean, yeah, at some point, I also need to travel for or some to explore the world. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah, I mean, I think you're you're kind of describing that kind of feeling that just creative people have. You know, they they just they always want to create. Like they want to try new things. They you know the going back to the tried and true formula is good, but you know you need to try new things. And I think um, I think a lot of creative people feel that way. And particularly right now, it's difficult. So it is. Yeah, it is. It is. And. Um, yeah, sometimes I'm I'm like in a loophole, you know. I, yeah. I'm saying repeating myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I don't like that too much. I no. need to get out of it. Let's finish it off. I always I always like to finish off with a kind of a quick fire round. Do you have time for a quick fire round? Yeah, fire. Come All on. All right. All right, here we go. You you know the drill here. Studio or outside? Outside. Okay. What is your what, <laughs> simple answer? What 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 is your like preferred setup when you're editing photos? Like, do you have candles? Do you have music? What do you have to drink in your hand? Um. Sometimes. Okay. Let me. Uh, we, we've all got it because we like to kind of we we all like to kind of have our little cozy space set up when we're editing photos, right? Um, but I don't have any setup. No, it's really plain boring, and and, and I don't, I don't know, nothing. Okay. Even okay. when I retouch, it's like 
You don't yeah. have a you don't have a glass of wine in your hand when you're retouching and some nice music I on the background. No, 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 not at all. Okay. Yeah, just of course a bit of music, but nothing. <laughs> nothing too extreme. Okay, okay, fair. Someone, yeah. uh, someone you'd like to work with who you haven't yet. Monica Bellucci. You know what? That is my answer too. Wow, that is a, that like that would no one's asked me the question, but I've often thought, what would I say? That's who I would say. Okay. <laughs> um, best piece of advice you've been given about uh, your work or like workflow damn 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 quick fire Christian quick fire yeah I know and I, I black out um, <laughs> you know I, I'm do, I don't want okay you can just cut this out <laughs> uh, what I what I um, I don't get to meet a lot of other photographers that come up to me and say, I want to give you this kind of advice and this will change your career path or something like that. I all figure it out myself mm. and some um, kind of tutorials that I found on, on YouTube. They were like, oh, they were helpful, helpful like retouching skin or touch and burn. Touch and burn thing was the most first thing that a lot of retouchers do, but I found that really late in my career. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of photos are really not retouched at all. Yeah. And then later on, I'm like, oh, better that I didn't have these skill sets because then I f would fucked up my photos. Mm, now mm. they are like pure and raw. Right. And now I'm, I'm getting more of these kind of tutorials and knowledge about Photoshop. And now it's really, and you need to be careful when you go into a retouch and when it's better not to retouch. Right. You know, right. and maybe I have no specific one that tells me I'm maybe in high school. Ah, damn, this is so horrible. Well, me, let me. No, but I think that that's a perfect opportunity to flip that one and I'm gonna flip that one on its head and say, what is the best piece of advice you might give? And maybe that is the advice: don't yeah. don't mess around too much. Yeah, keep it simple and bring things back to its essence. And restrict yourself. The more restrictions, the better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, I, you know, thank you so much, Christian, for coming on the show today. I've been looking forward to this for a while. And, um, you know, it was great to talk with you. I want to wish you the best of success with everything. Um, you've got a great foundation. And I think, you know, as I said, I, your, your work is great. And I, it's only getting better. So if People want to go and check out Christian's stuff or better, if you want to collaborate with Christian and Monica, yeah. if you're listening, Monica, and you want to collaborate with Christian, um, the best way to do that uh, is probably to go through his website, which is christianvanduren.nl. And I will put that in the descriptor to the website. You can also look at his stuff on Instagram, of course, and that's at christianvanduren. I will put a link to that in the notes too, so you don't have to uh, copy that down. Um, but once again, Christian... Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks so much for telling us about your progression, which is just growing. And I, you know, again, I think there's nothing but good things to come for you. So keep on doing what you're doing. Thank you, Mark, for having me over and, and uh, make me think about my own work a bit more. I was not thinking. Sometimes you just rush as in life and it's good to have a look back and see what, what, how you develop as a photographer. My thanks to Christian for coming on the podcast today. I was so glad he accepted uh, the invitation. 
Like as I said, I've been a long time admirer of his shots. So clean, just so clean. And I think it's something that I definitely strive for when I'm shooting to kind of get the light and shadow and and um, emotion that he kind of gets out of his black and white shots. They're just incredible. So once again, thanks so much, Christian, for coming on the show. Coming up next on the podcast, we go to Australia, and I'm happy to... Uh, share this podcast with you. It's with Ray Morris. And Ray Morris is a very, very well-known uh, makeup artist. And she's she's one of she's one of the world's best. She's one of the world's best. She's one of Australia's finest. And I'm excited to talk to Ray about uh, her career and her life and her three picks that she shares uh, with us. As always, if you want to download the podcast, you can do that from wherever you get your subscriptions from and give it a subscribe too. That helps a lot. And until we speak again, I hope everybody has a great week and uh, we'll talk soon. Take care.